Okay, so sink or swim. How are you guys doing during this whole COVID quarantine epidemic? Especially the wives, the husbands who had to be home. Hmm. I know this is definitely a change for you guys. How How is your mental health? That's something a lot of people probably is ignore. How is your mental health doing? You On a day-to-day -day basis, we usually be out the house for about 10 hours. Yeah, about 10 hours every single day. Well, Monday to Friday for sure. Because you go to work at 9, get off at 5. So during those hours, you aren't home. And when you come home, you have your little procedures that you do. And then you get ready for bed. Okay. So we have switched from that to now having to be stuck in the house with the children and even with the boyfriend, with the husband, with whoever, with your mom, with your dad, whoever, for 24 hours, you're stuck. My mom says, this is the most I clean. I say, yeah, because the kids are here all the time and they don't clean up after themselves. So I'm the one who's constantly having to clean up, feed, cook, all this crap. I'm constantly a nurse because everybody stay here to myself. Everybody always wonders. They call my name for no reason. Mommy, 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 mommy. What I answer, nobody got nothing to say. If I choke you, <laughs> Lord, anyhow, as you can see, it's been a little long for me, but I'm working through this. <sighs> Thank God, it ain't long. I know they said school should be reopening in September. It's some parents who are saying that, oh, I don't think I'm going to send my kids because I don't think I want little Billy to catch the flu or whatnot if um, it be another wave or something. Um, yeah, Tyler going to try. We about to test this theory out. I can load them up on vitamins, but they have to go. Even if they only go for a couple of days, they got to go. For my mental health, they have to go. For their physical health, they have to go because I may hurt them. If they keep bastard me, I might hurt them. <laughs> I love my kids. I love them dearly. But they're driving me crazy. And I know I'm not the only one. Because when I talk to some of my friends, they say straight, I want to run away. I want to leave this house. <laughs> mm -mm. So the question is, how is your mental health? How are you taking care of yourself? How are you making sure that your mind is safe? Are you letting the wrong type of people in your circle? Are you letting people take advantage of you? Are you doing things that you know are unhealthy just to be able to get some type of clarity or relax? Um, I would say I am 32 now. I'm 32. Um, I was active a little bit early. And... I realized later on in life that I had anxiety. It wasn't really anxiety. Um, what happened is my calf muscle, I would end up having a muscle spasm. And it would feel as if somebody is tearing the muscle from each end. So as if, if you was to grab a towel and wet it, and then you pull it from each angle as hard as possible and try to tear it, that's how it would feel when I'm sleeping and my muscle and my calf will start to pull. I went to my doctor about it. They saw nothing wrong. We did an ultrasound. There was nothing wrong. Okay. So obviously my foot just having issues, but it was a constant thing. 
And then I realized as well, like sometimes if my nerve is on me, if my stress is really high, my hand will start to shake. And the only thing that would help to alleviate this problem at the time was an orgasm. Yeah. Once I bust, I was good. I was relaxed. My whole body just numb. Good. So it became a phase in life where it was more of an addiction per se because it wasn't that, oh, I'm having sex with somebody because I like them or whatever. I just needed it at the time in order for me to relax myself. That's it. I would be to work and I have to leave work because I need it. I would just be home. I just come back from out. I need it. If I had sex with the, with somebody and it was horrible, I need to call somebody who I know it would not be horrible with right there and then. Yeah, I wasn't aware that this wasn't a problem until later on when you mess with the wrong type of dude and you'd be like, yeah, this, this don't make no sense. Let me just try, okay, try masturbate. Yeah, after a while that is more frustrate you. So it was more that I just needed to deal with the real problem is and how to alleviate the, the stress for me. I also did, um, I, my doctor, she let me know that I did have anxiety because I had anxiety attack and everything. And she prescribed some pills for me. The pills, they, you ever took a pill and all of a sudden you just smiling for no damn reason? Yeah, you ain't happy. You ain't necessarily happy. But you just sitting there smiling. Yeah. <laughs> That's when I know that those pills ain't for me. Let me just put that to the side. I, I took every single one. Pay in mind. I, I still took every single one. But at, at the time, I knew that this still was not fully helping. That is when I went to holistic measures. <laughs> yes. Um, I got some weed from my sister. And that helped. That helped. That evened me out. I slept like a log. I was good to go. Up to this point, um, now I still use it once a month, maybe. Just to help me relax on those times when, like I say, I need it. Rather than me using sex as a way to self-medicate, let me just use this and nobody gets hurt. No, nobody feelings get hurt. It's, it, it's, it, it's a healthier way. Um, so when, even now I see when people be like, oh, marijuana is so wrong. It's a drug and stuff. It's a kind of how you use things. Like I say, I smoke once a month. That ain't nothing. <laughs> That's nothing at all. Once a month is nothing. That helps me out. So if you see that you might need it, I advise it. I, I fully support it. Um, so yeah. I had a few years where I became a bit of a bitch. Yep, definitely was not the nicest person because I wanted what I wanted. That's it. And at the time, I figured, hey, do some suit all the time. Fuck your feelings. So if you want to fuck with me, then you will fuck with me. If not, goodbye. Um, eventually, God caused me to get pregnant. <laughs> that doesn't sound wrong, but yeah, I got pregnant with an ex, from my ex. We was trying to see where things would go. Only things went is the bottom of a vodka bottle. And I stopped talking to him to find out now I'm pregnant. <laughs> so, of course, party done, as they put it. Time to stop, time to relax, time to chill out. 
Okay, so Siobhan about to have a baby. At the time, I didn't even have a fish. Um, but I could do this. I'm not going to do an abortion. I'm going to do this. I His name is Deshaun. At first, it was a little rough for my mom to accept that, oh, I get pregnant, I'm married, all that. The whole white picket fence that they, um, the story that they portray for you to you the one that you're supposed to um, get good grades in school, go off to college, get your degree, get a good job, find a good husband, marry that husband, of course. Um, yeah, get married, have kids, have a nice house, and live happily ever after. That whole story is the biggest BS I have ever seen. I've done it. I have done it. It is bullshit. That's not everybody's story. I have realized now that that's probably would never have made me happy because that's just not for me. Mind you, I love my kids. Having my kids, even though I never really wanted kids, I never planned for kids, I still love my kids. But to say, be married and have the whole white picket fence type thing, no, I good. Unnecessary. I good. Mm-mm. I, I could have a partner. I could be with somebody. And you could have your space. I could have my space. Sometimes I want you in my space. But, I don't know. I already say the white picket fence get burned down. We could call that one over. Alright, so, back to Deshaun. That was his name, Deshaun, the baby. Um, Everybody got excited. We started planning, buying a bunch of stuff. I was even looking at nannies in Cuba to come over and live with me. I was looking at houses to purchase a house. Um... Yeah, like, I was definitely making a big change from being my young, pre-adolescent self, you know, partying, like I said, learning more about my sex addiction problems and, you know, just trying to have fun, have fun in my young years to now having to say, okay, I'm going to be somebody's mother. I need to, you know, look at planting some more roots, having something more stable for my child. And look for a house, look for a nanny, make some changes. Okay. Um, we had a shower in Nassau. My aunt had a great shower over there. I had another baby shower in Freeport. And I bought a bunch of stuff. So this little baby had, he didn't need for nothing until he was going to be about two. He had outfits up until he was two. All I had. Sorry, but it's a bunch of stuff <laughs> for this kid. At 36 weeks, I went to Dr. Cooper. Um, that was my physician at the time for him to now go and check up on the baby. At the whole time, every f- checkup, he would be kicking Dr. Cooper. He would be playing. He was definitely a very, very active baby. Um, when we went to go check, because... He had turned, we were trying to see now to plan the C-section, if we need to basically plan for a C-section or if he had turned again. And actually, sorry, this is 38 weeks. I was 38 weeks pregnant. At 38 weeks pregnant, Deshaun's heart stopped beating. Yeah, his heart stopped beating. Um, why his heart stopped beating, I probably would never know. I think it might be due to a hormone imbalance. I'm not exactly sure. But yeah, his heart stopped beating. 
and I had to do uh, induction. That is where they have to give you medication in order for you to induce the baby, induce the labor pains, in order for you to still fully give birth. So I still had a full vaginal birth of a six, I think he was seven pounds, eight ounces baby boy. I was being induced for 48 hours. So 48 hours of labor pain, nothing happening on and off, two days, because at this time, usually the baby would wiggle and work its way out. This baby is dead. Um, eventually I got him out. We had to deal, well, I had to deal with um, the loss of that, in which I was just more depressed and thinking, I, I, I don't understand. Like just previous of that, my grandmother who had raised me had died. And that was the first real loss that I've ever had because this was, I have my mother, but this was like my mother. Like this is the woman who raised me. This is the woman, even as an adult, I always used to be under, who always used to um, teach me things just to be a good person. Like it wasn't just about um, the grades or money or anything for my grandmother. It was just more of being a good person, being a good individual, leaving your mark on life that people could say, okay, she was a really good person. And every day I still mess up for that. Um, so now Deshaun has passed and I feel very, very broken very pissed off and decided to do what sometimes some people do. Some people cope in different ways. I shop. I, I shop. <laughs> um, somebody had to get, get the stuff for him and get rid of all of the baby stuff. That was the worst part. You know, this when you come home from the hospital from delivering the baby and the baby has passed and now you come in into your house just to see all the shit that you have planned for him, all the baby stuff, everything just piled up for this baby now, what it's never going to be. Like that right there was the person. But eventually I got better, got over it, semi. Um, I had lost a Sean in February, the NFL, that was the beginning of March. And I met C CJ in May. And we were engaged by August. In my head, I had the fairy tale thing. Bear in mind, I just went through a traumatic event. So the whole um, having somebody that loved me and he was also a family guy, somebody who already had a kid and stuff who I knew would have been a good father. It just seemed right. Maybe like this is God trying to even the things off. Yeah. <laughs> So I wanted a long engagement, but he wanted a quick one. He wanted a quick wedding. Um, he didn't want to wait long. So we got married in February. Um, end up having Skylar, my little angel, right before my birthday in August. And things just went to the left. I have learned now that some people you cannot make happy. If somebody is unhappy, happy, it's not up to you to make them happy. You cannot make somebody happy. You cannot make somebody whole. They have to be able to do that on their own. You could try not to add to their unhappiness, 
but at the end of the day, only them one could fix them. We always try to fix broken people, fix broken situations, whereas it's not up to us to fix them. We are not God. That person has to fix themselves. And at the time, I was not aware of this. So, um, the marriage we had is up to now. It was it was a learning lesson. Uh, when I found that I frightened with Tyler, things was already rocky, so I was more depressed because even when I had Skyla, it was a very risky pregnancy. I had to be monitored fully to make sure that I don't lose the baby or any problems and stuff like that. And she had to be induced at 36 weeks just to be preventative. Tyler as well, we had to do the same 36 weeks. But Tyler was a gangster. Tyler was a gangster from day one. Let me explain to you how this little child of mine. <laughs> uh, I was having my period. I felt like I may have been pregnant, but I wasn't sure. Like my taste was off. Okay, I go take the pregnancy test. Pregnancy test say negative. Some say like faulty, like it was like reading the error. I'm like, okay, whatever. Cool. Next month again, my period just a little spotty, but it's still there. I say, okay, do another pregnancy test just to be sure. It also saying the same thing, error, faulty. Okay, cool. All right. So now the next one, I'm like, this, this don't feel right. I go and do a blood test. The blood test said that I'm not pregnant. Okay, I ain't hurt my head about, I'm not pregnant. Let me let it go. All right. <clears throat> Still feeling some type of way I get my period. My sister told me to go do ultrasound. At the time, I didn't have the funds for the ultrasound because it's not cheap. She said, just go to the hospital, let them know you have pain and whatnot in your abdomen and you aren't seeing any um your period. So then they'll do an ultrasound. When I go do the ultrasound, I'm this little boy inside. They're chilling like a villain for four months. I am four months pregnant. Four months pregnant. He been chilling inside there like a villain. I was depressed because at the time I already had a stepson who had ADHD and I have Skylar and I have a husband who irritated my soul. Things just was not the time to have another baby. I didn't go to the doctor until I was six months because I was depressed. I know you have postpartum depression. I was depressed from day one. Um, as soon as I went to the doctor, I was able to see what the sex of the baby was because we have waited that long. Um, yeah, Tyler had to be delivered as well, 36 weeks. Um, they had to go and fetch him. So it was a C-section, 36 weeks in one day. But he is the most like me. He is literally a spitting image of me. So I guess that was just God's work. Um, the marriage ended right after that that story <laughs> i will save for another day but let's just know don't ask me about that man <laughs> we good um so <laughs> yeah the marriage is ended it's over i am not even looking to remarry again it's not my thing. It's not something I'm trying to rush for. And it's not that the marriage is so horrible that it's not trying. It's not my work. Like some people, they do well with this type of stuff. My type, the type of person that I am, 
I like being by myself. I like having things a certain way. In the beginning, I thought I was more like my mom, but now I see I'm a bit more like my dad. I'm not anal with certain things, but I just like things a certain way and it makes me comfortable. I can be quite comfortable just living on my own with my kids. But when somebody now comes and say, okay, they don't like the toilet seat this way, they want it that way. They don't like this toilet sheet, they want it that way. You need to go to your own house. Don't come live with me. Uh-uh. <laughs> you need to go to your own house. This is why I don't do well sharing my space. No. Like roommates and stuff is not the best thing for me. But I do best by myself. Um, what else I can say? I worked at GB Power for eight years. After eight years, I lost my job. And that right there was like losing a relationship, like really ending a relationship. And that was the first time like I cried. I cried. That broke something inside me. Because I devoted eight years to this company that, for one, you have no shares in this company. This is why as well, you have to do something on your own. Everybody have to be able to have their own company. Even if you just sell a lip gloss or you sell in a newspaper, you need to be able to do your own business, have your own company. Because at the end of the day, when the company leaves you, they leave you. They leave you right on the side and that's that. They still will replace you. Before before the dust blow, the t- <laughs> they would then not be replaced. Okay? My boss used to tell me all the time, you don't have to come into work. But when you come back here, somebody will be sitting in your seat. You don't have to come. You don't have to come in tomorrow. But somebody will be sitting in your seat as time as you reach. So that's how quickly you could be replaced. We give our all into these companies. We give all our dedication. You break you um that taking time away from your family, your friends, you coming in on your days off, you coming in when you're sick, you losing all sleep. I remember sometimes I just work a 12-hour shift, then I have to be there for another five hours because of a meeting and still have to come back there in another eight hours or so. Insane. But at the time, I say, hey, it's all about being a part of the team, so I'm going to do it. Okay. Yeah, when I lost the job, I cried. It was teens, then it was tough back home, so it was not the best of situations. Good thing I had my sister right there with me to do what we do best. We ate some food, some bad food, drank some rum, and we got high. And that just was to numb the pain. And I would always remember, for any person who has gotten high, have you ever gotten so high that you and somebody sitting down smoking and all of a sudden you block out like you, it's like somebody fully unplug you. My neck was practically break. I knock right out. I don't even know where we dropped the thing. We was just on the chair knock out for a good minute. I would think somebody drug us, but I needed that. I just needed to, I needed to de-plug and just know that everything was going to be fine. Um, because things were so rough there, I ended up moving back. I ended up moving to Abaco. Um, had a stalker situation for a minute. Yeah, some people just be bored with their life. And moved to Abaco with just me and the kids. At the time, me and my ex had divorced, split, 
everything was just on me. Now I have this newborn and I have a toddler to take care of by myself because I'm not getting the financial support from anybody else. So therefore, as usual, all mothers know we got to figure this out. We might not like it, but at the end of the day, when you got a little child looking in your face trying to say, hey, mommy, I want this and hey, mommy, I just hungry. You just got to figure it out. That's it. Just woman up and figure it out. So moved to Abaco, found a job, which was not compared to back home. It was pretty easy finding a job. Find a job, stayed with my cousin. We moved around a bit and whatnot, etc. Until we got comfortable, and eventually got on with a really good company that I was comfortable with, and I started to make good money. But of course, God say he and never let Siobhan have it too easy. So, there comes Doreen, blowing everything down, messing up people's plans, and they got future, causing you to start off, start over all, start over again. This would have been, I start over when I got divorced. I start over when I was in an abaco. Now I have to start over again from Doreen because I lost everything. I moved to Nassau. That shit wasn't happening. Over there is way too violent and end up now talking to somebody to move to Canada. I will go further in depth into my whole moving to Canada transition type thing. But I would say that this has been a good opportunity for me so far. One of the best opportunities. I've been here for school. I love it here. It's perfect. So, from what you see, I am somebody who've had my struggles, my ups and downs. I am a single mom. I am still young. I like to have fun, but I'm also more settled. I'm not the clubbing type. Do not invite me to go to no club because that means I got to go get all glam up, dress up, and then be standing up inside a room sipping on expensive drinks when I got alcohol right at home for somebody to be groping up on me, knocking up on me just to be like, oh, what you doing tonight? You want to try to have sex with me tonight and I don't ever hear from you again. For what? Explain. For what? <laughs> I could have used that money for something else. I could have gone to the spa. I could have left one thick, sexy ass dude rub up all over my booty. Let me get my massage. Let me feel relaxed. Let me sip on my wine. And I could carry my hip home. <laughs> yeah, like I said, don't invite me to no club. Um, I like to chill. I like to stay at home. I like to shop. I like to buy housey things. I like to relax. I like to talk to my friends, talk crap. I still love sex, but I love it in moderation. I now know. It's more no. I now know how to deal with my my, my mental health. I know how to deal with my anxiety. Certain people I just don't fool with. Certain stuff I don't have around me, so that I could deal with my anxiety. Even my kids, them know like we have to stay on the schedule and stuff because I just have my trip moments. So any person who out there having their trip moments and stuff on their job, trust me, you ain't the only one. You just need to go sit, step back, go and take a walk. I remember one day I had a perfect day planned for us. I was gonna carry the kids for a walk. I was done to have some cookies baked for them. I was gonna go and um, play games with them. We used to have a movie night. These little people that I have raised 
gone, mess up, gone, had water all over the floor, caused me bust my hip and fall down, make a bunch of mess, have slime, this nasty retarded thing called slime all over the wall and stuff, what I gotta go clean up. I almost, I literally felt that I was about to burst a vessel, like I am going to explode on y'all. I wanted to be healthy that day. I say I had I had, I had my smoothie. I drank my vit. I had my vitamins. I was chill. I was gonna eat some fish. Only thing they cost me to do is open up one um bottle of Bailey's, sip on that, and eat some pizza. Mm-mm. No. Every day ain't your day. Sometimes you ain't had your day in a while. That's just how it is be. Like I was ready. See, yesterday was not my day. Today. Today might be my day. Who knows? But you wouldn't know until you actually put yourself out there. You be productive and you know try to be active. Plan to be plan for a good day. Plan to be better than you were yesterday. And also know that whatever happened yesterday, that's yesterday. Today is a new day. Okay, today's a new day of opportunities. Today is twenty four hours that you have to get on your grind. Do what you want to do, relax, have fun, make memories. Like, if anything I've learned, we ain't here, we ain't here forever. So have fun and jump into stuff. I develop like a sink or swim mentality. If you do something, don't be shy, don't be scared because either it'll work or it ain't gonna work. It's a sink or swim. And it's all up to you. When you dive in something, what are you going to do? I've been saying I was supposed to do this podcast for a while. I was supposed to do a YouTube video. I was even questioning, and eh, I shouldn't do it because it ain't perfect. My voice sound weird. People might not want to hear the story. People might be like, oh, why you feel as if you're so special? I'm talking because I realized that, hey, why be scared? Ain't no reason for me to be scared. I am 32 years old. If anybody want to know about my sex life, don't listen. If you don't want to hear about me and cheering them, Getting on my last nerve, don't listen. Okay? If you don't want to talk about what I'm talking about, if you don't want to hear it, don't listen. Okay? I I, I, I don't care. I just really and truly just don't care. But there are people out there, when I do talk to them, they feel like, oh yeah, I felt the same way. I didn't know somebody else felt like that. I didn't know somebody else was probably in a marriage and just sticking it through because, oh, the people tell you, you have to be in it for better or for worse. And we don't understand what that means when better or for worse. If he cutting your hip, if he being abusive to you mentally, physically, or any type of way, if he is treating you other than anything but the wife that he should cherish, that right there is when it's time to go. People don't understand that. Some of the people in relationships that they should not be in because they be like, oh, I could take it. I could handle it. Don't worry about me. I I could take it. You shouldn't have to take it. Like that just to me, no. You have to really, you have to cherish yourself better. We are the most precious and expensive gift that we have is ourselves. And people just don't understand that. Like you have to take care of yourself first before you take care of others. I love me. I I, I love my kids, but I love me. So I always make sure that I straight. I got to take care of me because ain't nobody else could take care of me like how I take care of me. Even some guys would be like, oh, I can't deal with this chick because look as if she high maintenance and whatnot. I am high maintenance, but I maintain myself. 
that's the thing. I have been this way from obtain time. When people used to ask me, oh, do you like your job? My job provides me with a check that helps me sustain the lifestyle that I like to live. So whether I say, oh, I love this as if this is the best job on earth, that doesn't matter for me. Once this continues to sustain the lifestyle that I want to live, I'm happy. That's it. So I can be spoiled. I can be bougie, call it what you want. But I pay for it. <laughs> it is what it is. So, like I said, we will be doing on this podcast, talking about mental health, everyday struggles with the quarantine, um, life events. I will be talking about finance. I'll be talking about budgeting, adulting on the whole. Some days, you just really don't want to do it. I have, a, I, I have a kitchen right now. I have to clean up and this really and truly is be unnecessary. But ain't nobody else could do it. Ain't nobody else could do it. That's all a part of adulting. I, we thought adulting was being able to, oh, I could curse and I could stay up late and I could have a boyfriend and nobody tell me nothing and I could do this and do that and nobody tell But you got to go to work. You got to pay bills. This is ghetto. <laughs> like, I don't like it here. I want to go back. <laughs> I don't, I, I want to go back. This is ghetto. Mm-mm. This whole having to get up, clean up after people. <sighs> this is ghetto. Mm-mm. Pay bills. Nope. The paying bills just really hit me more. Because my sister who is 19, she's had this thing where she's be like, oh, she have bills to pay. Or she don't have enough money for her bills because she just want to go party first. And then pay her bills later as if some of them are optional. I had to inform her, your bills are not optional and your paycheck is not yours. Your paycheck is just money that you are transferring from what they pay you to where it is supposed to be designated to. What you get after that, if you have anything after that, that's yours. But make sure to handle your bills. That's how I always used to be. I pay whatever for my bills and whatever 50 cents I left with, that's on me. You know, you have your savings inside there too. Always make sure you have your savings. You need that. You always have to have a savings. Even um, as a company I was dealing with before, it learned, teach me more about different type of savings that I never even fully thought of. So you need to have your savings. Even if you have, right now I have probably about three different savings accounts. If you put $25 in each one of them, it adds up. And when you need it, it is there. It adds up. Definitely have a savings account. Um, so I'll also be talking about marriage, divorce, relationships, um, finance, kids, baking, cooking, stuff that I really talk about in an everyday life. That's it. Talking with my friends, how they cope, how they manage, you know, back and forth and stuff. And if you want to hear about it, if this sounds is something that is entertaining for you or something that you know, hey, this stuff might go on through. I want to hear what they have to say about it. Then tune in to Alexandria's Playbook and listen in. Also, especially my guys, listen, listen. I can put y'all on game. <laughs> I about to put y'all on game with plenty teams what y'all just be doing because it'd be stupid. I just, just be watching how, especially over here in Canada, 
how so much doers are just throwing away opportunity is because they scared. They scared. They don't want to approach this chick because, oh, what if she was somebody else? What if she say no so? If 50 were, I used to watch my cousins them work a club like it's nobody's business. This used to be so entertaining. If it's 50 women inside that room, they sure are 50 of them ain't going to say no. And that's the truth. That is the truth. So you scared to put yourself out there for what? One of them might be, you know, the one. That might be the chick who turn you out. Who might be the one to say settle you down. But you would never know. And it's also kind of how you approach a woman. A woman can know right off the bat if she's about to give you something. But when you say one wrong thing. It's just to be one wrong thing and you mess it up for yourself. So let's see if we can try to correct that. And let's see if we can have fun in the, in the process. All right. So this has been Alexandria's Paybook. And like I say, sink or swim. Take the risk. Take the chance. Y'all go there. Do something today that you wouldn't usually do, that you were afraid to do, and see what happens. Either it's going to fail or either you will fail or you will succeed. That's it. Think about it. If you fail, you bright back to where you started. If you succeed, look here, you golden. So, see y'all next time.